This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10, 5, victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Love of the Star. Love of the Star. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, we've got this matchup with the Packers coming up. And I, I got to be honest, as I've watched them a little bit, and we'll we'll dive into a deeper preview here in the next segment, but... As I've watched them a little bit, I, I'm trying to have a healthier fear and a healthier respect for them, and it's it's just kind of hard, Brian. I just I don't see a team right now that looks like it challenges Dallas in in a lot of ways that make things really difficult for them. Um, I, I think they challenge them in, in in certain small ways, but not enough to to threaten the Cowboys at AT and T Stadium in a lot of ways. And so I, I'm going to need you in the second segment, Brian, to uh, give me a lesson on having healthy respect and fear for an opponent because I'm going to need that. What, what did you not, where, where is your, where is your, there's so obviously there's no concern then about this football. Do you think Dallas is going to 30 burger these guys and they're not going yeah, to, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, and, and all yeah, that? I think it's, I think it's really difficult to see, Green Bay's secondary doing anything to slow down what Dallas wants to do in the passing game. Pass so rush, to me, it's like, Bobby. what's pass that? Rush. You know, and with- here's what I'll give them on the pass rush. And, and like I said, we'll dive, we'll dive into the, the specifics. They have 45 more sacks. What I'll they give them one, is they have one sack less than Dallas has got, I believe. What I'll give them, well, I mean, you know, just as well as I do, that it's not always the sack numbers, it's the way they generate pressure. I don't think we would say that Dallas and Green Bay on tape are the same pass rush, would you? I wouldn't say they're the same pass rush, but I think there's creative ways that they get their guys home. Yeah, I think I they mean, have bullies. I think they have got. I think the biggest threat with the pass rush is the way that 
Dallas has historically in the last three years struggled with physicality. And I think their I think their sure. defensive line is very, very physical. Yeah. I think there is that. But I, I don't think it's necessarily like the same I think type Rashawn of Gary's a pretty good player. No, I think Rashawn Gary is a Demarcus Lawrence type of player in terms of just all around, probably doesn't get enough of the respect league wide that he deserves. I just yeah. would say that there's not the I think Dallas is if there's one area where they've done okay with some physicality and played with power, it's been Dallas's offensive line in recent years. Like, like that's the area that if you want to talk about where the physicality comes in and when they get punched in the mouth a little bit, an area where they don't get dominated nearly as frequently, it's been their offensive line. And so the fact that that's Green Bay's most physical aspect, I, I don't think it's enough to terrify me yet. They certainly could do it, but I feel like Dallas would have to shoot themselves in the foot in a lot of ways for this game to go Green Bay's way. I don't think uh, Green Bay playing their best game is enough to beat Dallas. I think Dallas has to mess some things up. What if Green Bay runs the football? What if the what if Green Bay? What if they have success running the football similar to what you had with Buffalo? If they give you the Buffalo game plan, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know that I I, I would. They trust. don't let I, your I think, vaunted offense have the ball. I think Gary. I, I think I think Aaron Jones is really really good. Um, Aaron Jones in three career games has six touchdowns against the Cowboys and averages 150 yards from scrimmage against them. Yeah. Um, he's rushed for 100 yards each of the last three times. Uh, Matt LaFleur, whether he's been a head coach or an offensive coordinator, his teams have never rushed for fewer than 125 yards against the Cowboys. And so, yeah, they, they could cause some problems there. But again, I'm not saying there's not ways that Green Bay can't cause trouble for you. I just don't think that – basically, I'll say this. If they lose the game, I don't think you go, well, I mean, I mean that, that can happen to you because Green Bay is a quality team. I think we're coming out of the saying if you lose in any capacity, if you lose this game any which way, you're going to come out of it and say the Cowboys dropped the ball. There, there's something here that went sideways and they didn't do their job and they didn't handle business. That's how I look at it right now. I kind of feel like if Dallas loses this game, it's Green Bay is going to take it from them. That's me. You, know? you and going and taking it is, is that there's got to be part of that. Like there's got to be a responsibility on Green Bay's part to go actively do something about it. But if you're talking about coming into AT and T Stadium, especially the way Dallas has played there and the level of talent that Dallas has across the board, it would have to be a, to me anyway, a tortoise in the hare situation where Green Bay's taking it because you're just letting them. Yeah, but that's still taking the game. I mean, and you you think that Dallas, you think that you don't think Green Bay is good enough, do you? I mean, you no. really, really don't. Not on their, not on their own. I think Dallas has to come in here and screw things up in a lot of ways. Gosh, look, I mean, I've, I've put you, I've, I've put you in a bad mood already. We're five minutes no, in. No, <laughs> I'm not fine about it. I just, I find it surprising though. I think there's teams. I think there's teams during the season you can say that about. I don't necessarily think that's the way about Green Bay, and I'm not just saying that because I worked in Green Bay. I've worked in both cities. You mm-hmm. know, I really have. I have respect. I have respect for the Packers, and I know, I know they're nine and eight, and I know they finished second, one of the youngest teams in the league. I, you know, I have I have respect for Jaden Reed, you know, and I I have respect for isn't that Jake uh, Reed's you know, son? For their 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 quarterback. Their quarterback's playing really well for them right now. Oh yeah, no you know, Jordan Love. They Jordan Love's been good. Yeah, they don't. I mean, I I, I have respect for Aaron Jones. You know, I mean. Are there things that Dallas can absolutely do to these guys that can cause them problems? Sure, they could. You're absolutely the the thing about it is I think Green Bay's I think Green Bay's defensive line. You know when you start to talk about Gary and Clark and you know and 
I, I you know, Van Ness, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 you were I not a Van Ness him, fan. I wouldn't have taken him 10th though, you know, 10th, like sure. some teams were talking about. I kind of thought he was a little bit of a further down the line guy. But you know what? They yeah, do they struggle at linebacker? Absolutely. See, this is what this is what worries me is Dallas Dallas should take advantage of these guys. Dallas should take advantage of their linebackers. Dallas should take advantage of their secondary. You know? I hope they do. You know? I really, really do hope. Because there's some things matchup wise that they, they could absolutely punish Green Bay on. You know? But well, and, that, and that's then, and that's the thing. I, I think we're saying like Green... I think we're saying essentially the same thing then, because like you say, they should take advantage of these. You things. sound so like me... you don't respect them at all. No, I think they're. Here's you're, what I'll t- say. you're asking me to. You're asking me to tell you why I should be worried about Green Bay. Not why I should be worried about them. Why I should have a healthier fear of Dallas. Just like like, like something other than Dallas not doing what they are supposed to do, killing them. Because, like, for instance, you can go out and play your best ball game against the San Francisco 49ers, and there's a good chance that's not good enough for Dallas. Dallas can play their best football, and there's still a good chance that they are are not going to be able to do that. I think it's similar on Green Bay side looking at Dallas. You can play your best football. It's going to take Dallas doing things to themselves for that to be good enough, I think, in a lot of ways, because there is a massive talent disparity here. There, There is. There is, and, and I, mean, I think Green Bay could be really good in two. I think they're good right now. I think I think they're a decent team right now, and they could be really good in two years. I just don't think right now this is a team that's ready to play Dallas's game with Dallas at AT and T. Man, I, I can't wait if if Dallas loses this game, mm-hmm. and we have to do a, you know we're broadcasting. I yep. can't wait to hear you crawfish about everything you just said. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is if they lose this game, you're gonna I'm going to say... You're going to say, oh, well, Dallas should have done this and Dallas should have done that. Right, and so you know what it's going to be? Green Bay you, any credit, right? No, you know what? No, 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 because Green Bay doing what they... Brian, like I say, if Green Bay plays their very best game and yeah. Dallas plays 90% of their best game, don't you think that's probably Dallas beating Green Bay? Sure. And so that's what I'm saying is that you're going to need... Green Bay, even at their peak, for Dallas to play potentially 20% under their capacity for that to be enough. So that can be good. But ultimately, what I'm saying is basically that this game, man, it's just there's weird. a ton that rides on a, this coaching staff to me, making sure that these players are prepared. Because yeah, if they're not prepared and they yeah. shoot themselves in the foot, that's the only way that Green Bay is going to beat so you. So you're going to come on here. You're going to come on here Monday or Tuesday. And then if Dallas loses, you're going to blame McCarthy for this, right? Uh, I'm going to say that there's going to need to be probably prepared. people held responsible. Yeah, I think I think a lack of preparation is the way they lose this game. Not not any sort of man. There's there's this way that that Green Bay just they've got you beat in these areas, and Green sure. Bay schematically Dallas has no answer for this. I think what it's going to have to come down to is Dallas not doing their job for that to be man, enough. Maybe maybe this is where you and I are really different, you know, because I tend to respect teams in the playoff. Sure. You know? I, I mean, I mean, I respected I, Tampa. I respected Tom Brady last year, but I also knew that Dallas playing their game and Tampa playing their game was not going to be good enough for Tampa in that game, and it wasn't. Like, like Dallas throttled them, and, and that's yeah. things that I think that there's a reason Dallas is one is the number two seed, and Green Bay snuck into the playoffs essentially sure. with a, a great close to the season. I mean, you got to remember we're four weeks away from Baker Mayfield slicing up that secondary. Jared Goff in recent weeks has has really pushed them. Bryce Young had probably his best game of the season against that secondary. And so I think when you're talking about Dak playing at the level that he is, you're going to need, if you're Green Bay, to hope 
that Dallas screws themselves in a number of ways for that to that gap to get closed. Yeah, you're a you're a you're two or three bad blocks away from Terrence Steele against Rashawn Gary, you know, getting your quarterback hit on the goal line and you know, like they did Baker Mayfield, you know, getting the ball right there on the three yard line. I, I'm just I'm sorry, I'm just weird. I'm I'm maybe I'm weird about this. I yeah, is the, are the Cowboys better? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. But you you're you're just kind of not giving Green Bay any shot in this game. Not any shot. And I shot. think that's where you're making a mistake. I, so I understand the any given Sunday perspective. The but I, I'm just I'm just curious of where if and again I don't think Dallas is going to lose, but if they do, I'm going to be interested to hear how you spin this. You know, you're going to tell me that oh they weren't ready to play and oh they didn't do this no they didn't do that. You but know? didn't you you didn't you just agree you just agreed with what I said though in that. If I agree. Green, I agree that Dallas is a better team. So if Green Bay plays, you don't their, give Green Bay any chance at all, though. If if Green Bay plays their very best game, yeah. Like I said, though, don't you agree that it would still take Dallas faltering in areas on their own for Dallas that is, to be enough? Dallas is capable of this, by the way. Sure, and that's and they are capable of it, but they're that would still be on playing, Dallas. Yeah, they're 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 capable of of the of the you know they're capable of of not defending the run. They're capable of giving up big plays. They're capable of getting out coached. Sure, you know? Buffalo was Buffalo was six and six when, when they're seven and six when they, when they played Dallas and, sure. and they they really handled them. Heading it's into just, that game, it's just funny. I mean, hey, I'm I'm not trying to fight with you. I just no no I no. I know. It, I find like I said, it funny that 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 you really just don't respect them. That's what I'm trying to say. Here's the thing, though: is it is that a lack of respect to just identify that you are not as good as the other team? Yeah, you can, that's, that's you can not say a lack that, of but you're 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 basically saying that Dallas has to fall apart for them to win this game. Does did Dallas have to fall apart for Buffalo to beat them? Like Buffalo playing their very best no, football Buffalo could beat just Dallas. Their ass. Right, that's what I'm saying. Buffalo, Buffalo doing Buffalo. But can Dallas do that. fell apart against Philadelphia at the end of that game. Dallas fell apart against Miami. You know, Dallas almost fell apart against Detroit at the end. Right. You know. I'm so just saying, you would. So, so what I'm saying is, I have you more would need, respect for teams in the league. You know, what I'm saying is, you would need them to do that again for Green Bay's best effort to be enough. Hmm. And that's and so ultimately, Green Bay, everything within their control. If they do everything within their control that is to the capacity of what they're able to do, that still would require Dallas to make mistakes of their own for that to be enough. I because Dallas, feel, is I, I maybe that's where I'm different. Then I feel like that Green Bay. They might not be better player for player, but Green Bay is capable of winning this football game. They're capable of it. With their quarterback, their running game, with the wide receivers that they have if you don't cover that well enough and you don't protect your own quarterback. There, there are problems they have on defense. Well, Absolutely. Let's, let, let's tee up some of those specifics real quick. Let me let me reset things for people. You're listening to the Love the Star podcast. Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, Brian, you mentioned there that Jordan Love is really capable. Jordan Love finished second in the NFL in touchdown pass. In fact, second half of the season, he was... What nineteen touchdowns to one interception, or, or something like that, one or something like that, yeah. eighteen to one, nineteen to one, something like that. I mean, he, he if you extrapolate it out over a full season, it's like thirty-eight touchdowns to two picks. It, sure. it was a, a really impressive run for him. Now he, he'll fumble the ball. That is still a way that he yes. will be a little reckless with the football time. Sure. But he, he he hasn't done so far. I think they this has been a victory for them the way that Jordan Love has progressed. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned Jordan Love. You mentioned Aaron Jones. I think that. Aaron Jones, basically what would have to happen is for Green Bay to win this game, I think Aaron Jones has to abuse you the way Aaron Jones has done in a lot of ways in the past. Jordan Love is going to have to not turn over the ball. And Dak is going to have to play significantly worse than we've seen him play over the last three months for that to be enough for Green Bay to win. So that would have to be in a lot of ways. I think given what Green Bay secondary is capable of, that would have to be Dak making a lot of mistakes. Like when we talk about Dak just missing somebody sitting in, I think you're going to need him to make some of those throws in this game for Green Bay to win it. And that's not, again, any sort of slight to to Green Bay do anything other than just Green Bay. There is a talent disparity. Teams have talent disparities in this league. Now, in the secondary, Jair Alexander is not what Jair Alexander once was. And, And I'm not saying he can't go back to being that, but he's had his own struggles. He's had a weird season with weird interactions with that coaching staff. He got suspended for calling a coin he's flip a lot wrong. Of time. He has. He, he's, he's had his injuries, and he popped up again on the injury report. He actually missed practice with a fluky ankle, ankle. turn or something yeah. and, and, and jogging, and now his status is unclear for this game. Does it change your mind at all, even with knowing Jair Alexander is a little limited or, or is not quite what he once was or has been in the past? Does Jair Alexander potentially either missing this game or being hobbled in any way make it more unlikely to you that Green Bay's best shot or that Green Bay's going to be able to come out there and get their best shot. Baker Mayfield threw the ball great against Alexander not being in the lineup because of suspension. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you know, you're right about that to me. I, I just... I think that when you when you look at player for player, you're you're absolutely right about the talent that Dallas has and the reason why they're the second seed. But I to me, I just and and it's really folks, seriously, it's not because of work there or anything like that. I just I have a respect for team, you know, I have respects for team in the playoffs. I really do. I whether you got in there, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay was playing playoff games. You know, throughout this this whole time, just to, just to get in, you know, yeah, they, they they were winning, they were having to win games. Did they look bad against the Giants? I watched that game. Yeah, they looked bad against uh, uh, Tampa. Yeah, did they did they barely beat a Carolina team? Yeah, you know, but I think that's that that's the thing that kind of in my mind, I'm thinking. Sometimes you have to go through these things. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I the, the think, Giants won the Giants won two Super Bowls doing that. Yeah. So to me, I just don't. I, I maybe I have a. I have a. a, a I, I would say if Green Bay is capable of beating Dallas, maybe not player for player, 
But if they do things like much like you're talking about, I guess that you know if the if the coach messes up, if the quarterback has a rough day, if you don't stop the running game. But I think that coach on the other sideline is pretty good. Oh, I do too. I think Matt Lafleur I mean, is. I think Matt Lafleur yeah. is pretty underrated. Yeah, and and so I worry. My worry or my concern is that this could you know the the more you allow Green Bay to hang around in this game probably the more problem it's going to be for you. You had a double-digit lead against them last year and let that thing get away from you. And I know it was Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. But I, 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 just, I just think in the playoffs, it's, it's you always talk about the NFL is a strange lady. Yeah. I just think in playoff time, you've got to be careful. You know, you can be confident going in. But, I mean, I just I, – I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more of the – Okay, this could happen to Dallas, or this could, or this could happen to Green Bay. The, Green Bay is going to be. Green Bay has some things, some issues that Dallas can clearly take advantage of. They, they clearly can take advantage of, and that's my hope because you're going to be right. If Dallas does take advantage of everything that Green Bay's doing, Dallas is going to walk this game. They're going to walk this game, you know. But I need to see them do that. You know, I need to see them. And we've seen some great games at home. Dallas has done a great job. You know, but they've won the last couple of times they've won there. It's been some tough games. Seattle yep. was a tough game. Detroit was a tough game. Mm-hmm. You know? You should have lost to Detroit, probably. Yeah, probably so. And, and I, 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 you know, it's here's what I, I continue to go back to with Dallas this entire season. And one of the reasons why I don't feel confident that if they played San Francisco, anything would be different from what it's been the last several years. Is that I'm more confident yeah. playing San Francisco because of the quarterback. That's me. I'm confident. I'm confident in the receiver, and I'm confident in the quarterback. That's my I think, confidence going forward. I think that there's. I, I think that there's a. You you've told the story before about Reggie White yeah. heading into that NFC title game, and Larry. I think there's about Eric. Williams, I think there. Yeah. I, I think there's 15 to 20 guys on Dallas's team that feel that way about the 49ers. And I think that's really tough to overcome no matter how talented you are. I, I think they're, I think San Francisco is very much a boogeyman for them. And I mean, that's just, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there, there was every single thing they did this off season was building up towards going into Santa Clara and they, they couldn't even Your quarterback put anything wasn't up playing there. at a pro bowl, uh, in sure. Cowboy quarterback in week five. He wasn't. Yeah. No, no, and they, and they was, and they were, they had, had not figured out how to work C.D. Lamb in. No, and they, they, you know, they, 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 they lost their, you know, everything about it was all talk, 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 talk. Your quarterback's playing at a, a very, very high level now. That, that yeah. is my, my, my playoff, my playoff thoughts for the Cowboys are riding on Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, Micah Parsons. That's that's kind of what my that's my, you know, I'm hopeful that the offense can continue to continue to put defenses, opponents' defenses in, in, in problem spots. And that Micah and somehow and those guys can do something on defense that can, you know, can keep you in these games and, you know, make a play or two or get you the ball back. But uh, that's uh, – because I'm not counting on them, Dallas, running the football. They might run the ball this weekend, by the way. Green Bay, not a very good run defense team. Yeah. You know? Be nice to see Pollard kind of get going. Rico Dowd will get going in this game, but you know, my my. No, I mean, Green, Green Bay doesn't have very good linebacker play. The they, the, the linebacker play is not good. The secondary is no, not no, good. You need to match I, those guys up. The safety match the safeties up too. Owens the safety match him up. 
find find guys to match up with. They're, they're, they'll they'll admit they'll struggle back there. But well, I, and I think that's a, I think that's a, we we talk. It's been a huge discussion point that Green Bay is one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, they're receiving core specifically. I think what was the stat? Like, they're the most tenured receiver on their team is in his second year. Yeah. Like, like in the NFL, they're they're incredibly young at receiver. It's a lot of no names. It's it's a lot of guys that if you looked at, you probably go, I, I don't know that I've ever seen him play for a casual NFL fan. Like, like there's yeah. not a whole lot of big famous names there. A lot that's of Jordy fine. Nelsons but back in the day. Here's here's the thing that's interesting <laughs> is that Dallas to me is one of the five most talented teams in the NFL. I, I don't think that you can uh, debate that question. We just say in a vacuum, talent across the roster. Dallas is top five. Okay. I think that another thing that's really difficult to argue is that Dallas is probably a bottom ten team in terms of football IQ. They are really bad as a group, and it's been consistently a problem for three years. And, and they make a lot of silly mistakes and details screw them up. So what's interesting is, despite the talent disparity, I think that a lot of times you can watch Green Bay play and you can watch Dallas play, and I could make the case that Green Bay is a better football IQ team at times than Dallas to me. And that's even as young as they are. So that's why I say that I think that if Dallas plays their game and if their talent is there and on display, mm-hmm. there is nothing that Green Bay's talent can do to beat them. They just can't. No, what they need fair. is what they need is Dallas's detail issues and Dallas's awareness issues that have cropped up a lot, and not just the players, the coaching staff's awareness issues at times. They need that to be a factor in this game, I think, for them to win. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you about the talent part of it and stuff like that. I just initially, maybe I, I was reading you wrong about about. It seemed like to me you were just kind of waving Green Bay off, and I'm like, man, I I can't do that. I mean, I, I, I can't do that to teams in the playoffs. And I know that Dallas is a better team. They absolutely are. Dallas has to go play like a better team. Sure. You know? And that, and, you know, they, they need to because they've, they've, they've got the better quarterback. They've got the better receiver. You know, they, they, they might have the better offensive line right now. But I, they're, like I say, this game's going to come down to, you know, it can, can, you know, Dallas be able to block if they want to throw this football. Can they block Clark and Gary and the blitzes that you're going to see? So you're going to see some, you know, some pressure here. And I went back and I watched all the sacks. It's a lot of the movement and the things that Gary does kind of gives Terrence Steele problems. I always worry about Terrence Steele in these games. You know, I oh, worry Steele, about Clark, Smith, like the guys on, on that defensive line, they all play with a lot of power. They play a lot like, of they're, power. They're, yeah. they're very physical, and physicality has been an issue at times for the Cowboys over the last – specifically during the Mike McCarthy yeah. era, era, physical football teams have been a problem. Well, and, and, too, and the center too. You worry about the center sometimes, you know, in sure. these games. You know? Yeah, and I, and I don't have any when – we, when we talk about physicality and stuff like that, I think a lot of people also use that as code or, or they hear that word and they think of it as code for toughness. I would argue that I think Tyler Biotish is one of the toughest players on this football yes. team. That guy plays through a lot. But I also think there are physical limitations that yes. like like so so when we talk about physicality giving a guy a problem, I think there we're talking about play strength more than toughness. Because I think Tyler Biotish is very tough, but that only gets him so, so far, far in terms of that. Yeah. And and so yeah, they could there can be issues. He will battle and he'll be tough no with Dexter Lawrence, and Dexter Lawrence will still push him back at times because yeah. that's just the way that things work in terms of that. Now, you know, and and their guys too, their tackles set soft too. You mm-hmm. know, their guys are, you know, we'll we'll see how their their tackles handle this. I I, I have a I have a feeling that the Cowboys edges in this game are going to have a good game just because of the softness that these these two tackles play with in Green Bay. Do you think they're 
when, when you watch that Green Bay offensive line, do you think? I, I mean, I, I think they got some guys who can play some power, but do you look at do you look at them as lumbering? Yeah, as a unit, a bit, they're a little a little, he, little heavy footed. Yeah, and, and I, think I think that that's, Jenkins. I think Jenkins is a good guard. I Elton mean, Jenkins, by the way, he missed practice today for, yeah. for Green Bay. Now that it sounds like reports coming out of we, Green we Bay, that's a, a little we, bit of rest. Yeah, we talked to a, a, a radio personality up in Milwaukee today on on 105.3 The Fan on our on our show, and and he was saying he he thinks Jenkins is going to play. He wasn't worried about that one. Yeah, at that all. sounded like rest more yeah. than anything. But, but John, see that, you know, John Runyon. I mean, he, it's a, Runyon's he, heavy footed. He's he's heavy-footed, good, but he's, but he's heavy strong. Got mm-hmm. he's strong inside. So. You know Zach Tom, the, the the right tackle. I you know I kind of, I think there's I think there's some things you can do with him, and then we'll see with you know with Rashid Walker on the other side. I'm just kind of like you know okay, just if Dallas Dallas does a good job of breaking these tackles down, especially if a guy like Tank and Micah read that you're going to play him soft, just you know because I've seen him get carried. Now they will no. I think Green Bay understands they have got to get the ball out. They they have got yeah. to get the ball out quick, and 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 the way that they'll do it is like they'll get the they'll get the tight ends involved. I mean, I'm I'm kind of impressed, you know, with with what they've done at uh, at tight end. You know how, how they've how they've played with these with their guys. But oh, I was a big it, fan of Luke Musgrave coming out in the, in yeah, the draft. Yeah, absolutely. I liked him a lot. Absolutely, I think we all did. But to me, that could say I'm just kind of uh, I'm just. Jordan Love can't hold the football in this game because if he does, there's going to be some problems. But I think the way that the, that that the 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 head coach calls plays, he's going to call a lot of spots, a lot of outs, things that he you know things that can kind of get him in a little bit of a rhythm, but also be able to to make sure the ball's out of his hands. Now Dallas obviously in their defense plays with a lot of speed and yeah. they're very aggressive and they're very attacking. Is that given the the sort of heavy footedness of the offensive line that the Green Bay plays? Like we said, almost plays a little lumbering, and and the speed with which Dallas plays on defense. Is it going to be difficult for even if they want to execute the Buffalo game plan to be able to do that? Because Buffalo, it felt like at least had guys that were able to get up to those guys on the second level and and not get beat to the spot. I feel like Green Bay is going to have a tough time beating guys to the spot. When, when yeah, they're well, trying to get yeah, to that second yeah, level, like, like Josh Myers, the center and stuff like that. I think he, I think you're on to something. But you know, I think what they really want to do, Bobby, is the way. And maybe you saw it differently than me. I think they want to give the ball to Jones. And if you're not good on the backside, okay. Mm-hmm. See, so the play's designed to go to the right, but on the backside, say you know you've got. Armstrong and you know Bell and all those guys over on that side, you know if they get cut off, that ball is going to cut back. That's the one thing that Aaron Jones could do is he's going to get the ball, he's going to press it, and then he's going to find the hole. He's got really good vision. So if you're the Cowboys, you've got to get off blocks because that ball is going to cut back behind. Man, it might be lumbering yeah. dude or not, but if if Jones sees a little bit of a crack. He's going to get through, and it's a four or five yard gain. I mean, that's kind of how they operate. Yeah, I mean, he's but, had over he's had over I think he's had over twenty carries each of the last three games, yeah. and he's averaged over five yards of carry in each of the games. He's running team. very efficiently. They're a different team with him playing. The other guy, the, the other guy, AJ Dillon, who's Dillon missed practice. The, yeah, Dillon against the Giants was. I mean, 
Jones being out and Dylan playing, it was a totally different attack. Totally different. And people in Green Bay will tell you that. I was talking to a, a guy, a pro scout and on another team, and he was talking about Green Bay, and he goes, Green Bay is a different team without Jones running the football offensively. They're a different team. And so I think that's what the Cowboys kind of need to be alert for. They, they, the Dallas's offense can, if Dallas's offense can put up a ton of points, it's you know Captain Obvious here. They can put a lot of pressure on Green Bay if it turns into this kid has to throw the ball forty times. You know, it, it, it could be, it could be that could be a problem for him. Yeah, and like we mentioned, if Jair Alexander is compromised in any way, and I know we mentioned this the other day, I think it's going to be. It, now I said, you know, hey, Green Bay can play their best game, but if Dallas does certain things like like that, that's going to make things tough, and that is where Green Bay would have an opportunity to win the ball game. I will say that I think the one thing that takes Green Bay out of this game, like mm-hmm. they're they're just not going to be able to hang with them, is if Dak is able to work to Ferguson on that deep seam, if he's able yeah. to hit that consistently, yes. they can't cover Dallas. They can't, cover and and they're and they're going to give up forty points, yeah. and so if that happens. That's going to be a problem. So I think Dallas, one of the big things that they're going to look to attack in this game is they are going to try and establish Ferguson. I think they're going to say, yep. let's try and work the middle of the field. Let's try and work these hashes. Yep. And if we're able to do this, they're done. They're going to be done. I'm going to tell you this. I would, I would, play, I would play 12 personnel in this game. Yep. I would consider playing a little bit more 12 personnel because I don't think the safeties or the linebackers can cover these tight ends. How are the backs? Or have the you backs. noticed? Have you noticed any improvement at all, or in when you've watched tape? Have, what have you seen from Schoonmaker at all? I know he's not really impacting the box score. He's a bad but guy to ask me for because I love Schoonmaker. You but know, have I, you seen any improvements in recent weeks? Sure. He I mean Schoonmaker's kind of a dirtbag player. He's kind mm-hmm. of an after the whistle punch a guy, push a guy kind of. You know, he's got a little toughness. Position about requires him. it a lot of times. Yeah, but you know, he doesn't. They they don't. I thought they were. I thought he was going to be the starter when they put him in and point of attack and all that he he's he's good it's kind of like watching Hunter Lipke block you know Hunter Lipke has three really good plays and then two really bad plays yeah the thing is the kind of the same thing with Schoonmaker Schoonmaker gives great effort and all that but we haven't seen Schoonmaker do anything and since he got you know tackled on the one yard line in Philadelphia you know we haven't seen we haven't seen anything from him you know, and now, I, I, and, and, I like and he, Schoonmaker. He, he's, he's had, and look, yeah, I think he's had the opportunity a couple different times this year to to catch one of those seam throws we were just referencing. There have been a few different times where Dak has put the ball right on him on the seam throws, and he hasn't been able to finish the catch. And so that's got to be on him. But I, I do think that we've talked about Dallas does have a history of their tight ends kind of slow playing into a role. They, they, that's not a position where they've been able to get guys to just jump in and make an impact immediately in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, even Ferguson, who made a nominal impact last year, you see a definite jump this year. He's a different player this year. I'm not going to lie, Bobby. When Ferguson was at Wisconsin, I didn't see the player we're currently seeing right now. Oh, no, I I, I think I I agree. I think think the Cowboys would say the athleticism has popped at this level in a way that it did not at Wisconsin. He caught the ball well at Wisconsin, but you didn't see run after catch at Wisconsin like you're seeing right now. Much less hurtling. Yeah, <laughs> which you're seeing a lot of now. Yeah. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag. Time to get to some of these questions here. Uh, first one, and I, I think that this is an interesting one because I saw this is something that has gotten some discussion the last couple days uh, on on Twitter in the social media sphere, and and yes, YouTube comments. 
I see you. I know you're like, why are you talking about Will McClay and Dan Quinn leaving? The reality is you guys got to prepare for that as a, an actual reality, potentially. And we can't just talk about nothing. Like, like, we can't deep dive on the Packers for 45 minutes, three straight times. So that is why that is a topic. Also, because it's in the news, guys. So there it is. So uh, you'll also have to forgive uh, this question from Ken Dog because he's also asking about potential departures. But I think it's an interesting one. What assistance do we most likely lose this offseason? Is this defense done if Dan Quinn leaves? Like, like are you going to just see an exodus of coaches on the defensive side of the ball? And now Jerry Jones, by the way, did say on 105 through the fan, he said he expects several vacancies this year. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if he loses his defensive coordinator, he's probably going to lose one or two assistants. I think he loses. I think they lose the defensive line coach. I think Dirty leaves. Yep. Um, I you know there's I've seen there's been some discussion about Joe Witt leaving, and mm-hmm. Joe Witt worked in Atlanta with Dan Quinn, and mm-hmm. obviously they're very they're very tight. They're they're, very, they're tight. very tight. I think it is important to remember though that Joe Joe Witt cut his teeth in this league on McCarthy's staff. He spent eleven years yep. in Green Bay with sure McCarthy. Did. So so there is still some loyalty there too. I don't think it would be necessarily a slam dunk. Joe Witt may look at it because I think he'd be the obvious in-house candidate to, if Dan Quinn leaves, go, okay, well, Joe Witt, you've already been the passing game coordinator. Step up. Uh, you know, we're going to have you take over the rest of the defense. I, I've got a flyer name for you, Brian, by the way. Let, let's just talk about if Dan Quinn were to leave. And, and then there were some some departures. There's been some some chatter that a a guy who the Joneses are very familiar familiar with could be looking to get back into the league after Mike taking Zimmer. some time off there. I think Mike Zimmer would be a really interesting name if Dan Quinn left. Like, like interesting in terms of, I think the Cowboys would find that to be an interesting name. Yeah, you know, I I've kind of uh, the thing we had this discussion, Bobby, and I and I'll ask you this question. Mm-hmm. We had this question on 105.3 The Fan, G Bag Nation. We had this discussion, and Eric Chiafalo, who I work with, brought this one up. Who we work with, he he, we were trying to make a determination if you. Would you, could you, and, I, and I'm not going to, I mean, here, and I'm sorry, folks, this is just a topic. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to force anybody out or anything right now, just to talk. I'll be honest. You, you won't say it, I will. You guys can change the channel if you don't want to hear it, because this is what we're talking about. Yeah, but the, the situation <laughs> was, do you feel like that you could replace the defensive coordinator or the primary play caller on offense? Which would be easier to replace? And I say that in a way because the argument that Eric made was I could get, I believe, Brian Schottenheimer or somebody to handle the offense. I don't know if I could find the same guy to handle the defense. See, that's my my line of thinking here is that Dan Quinn has done things with – If it turned into would you switch – you know, would you switch? And, and, and folks, seriously, not trying to get rid of Mike McCarthy. It's just a question. Which one do you think that you would have an easier time replacing? I think, yeah, I think finding Dan, an Dan, offensive Dan Quinn, coordinator would be easier than finding a defensive coordinator that, like Dan Quinn, that how you are right now. That's, Dan that's Quinn why does, some people has done talk things. about switching the two guys out. Dan Quinn has gotten things out of this defense that they tried to get out from coordinators for several years sure. and they couldn't. Can't. And and so I think you found something that was really difficult to attain for all the hate Kellen Moore got when Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott were paired together, they were still the number one offense in the league, just like they are now. 
They had some, you know, they were near the top of the offense in the league when they had Scott Linehan and Dak Prescott together as a rookie. So to me, you and, and I think a lot of what you've seen in the last 12 weeks, the, the dirty little secret a lot of people won't like to hear who are, who are you know, massive defenders of, of McCarthy and feel like he gets a lot of hate. And this is not meant to be hate, but I'm just telling you the reality is the last 12 weeks, Dak Prescott has had a large hand in just what what is yeah. going on on the field in terms of what is being called. He is calling a lot of this game at the line of scrimmage over sure. the last 12 weeks. And so I think there's so much autonomy with the quarterback already that 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 transition or that effect has already been neutralized in a little bit of a way on the offensive side. Not completely. I, I still think McCarthy has to get credit for a lot of uh, a lot of what's gone he on. There's a lot of credit. And, you know, he deserves maybe the – the owner t- saying, in a way, half of the season we'll talk about working on an extension. You know, he that's he he deserves that, but that's not where we're at right now. Jerry Jones enjoys people working for him that are uncomfortable. That's that's something he 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 that's that's the that's the atmosphere that you have over there. You know, I know people say, "Oh, well, people never get fired or anything over there." But you're uncomfortable. You know, there's a certain level that you 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 you're not comfortable. Yeah. And uh I I just think it's interesting and I'd be fascinated to think what the fans thought. You know, would it be easier to replace the coordinator on defense or the coordinator on offense? That that's that's what, what we were talking about. Next question here from Sean Cunningham. If Dallas can't get their run game going early, i.e. Mm-hmm. like the Detroit game. Do you have confidence McCarthy can find other ways to run the ball? We've talked about yeah. Tampa did this a couple of years ago yeah. with their passing attack as a, a run replacement. Yeah. So this would be wide receiver screen, CD in the backfield, yes. jet sweeps with yeah. Turpin, uh, rather than the ineffective Against approach on 12 Yes, yes. You, do, it, you would yes. be able to do some of that, yeah. specifically because of the linebacker play, I would guess. Yes, yes. It, it, how, and the safety how, play as well, too. They don't quite, tackle particularly well in that secondary. So, why, yeah. What did you think of Quay Walker when he was coming out? I thought he was a good player. I like I like the physicality that he played with. I th- right now you watch him play. He, he doesn't look ag- like the player I saw on tape. Personally, he's super aggressive, man. He, he he's he aggressive, himself, but he, he gets some caught bad in situations. Reads. Yeah, he gets caught, but he doesn't cover very well. Mm-hmm. Him and the him and the uh, the other linebacker they they just don't. They're just they're struggling to cover right now. I mean, you match those guys up, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe play some twelve personnel where you force these linebackers to have to cover backs or cover the tight ends. That could be – That could be. you know, maybe Joe Barry, who's the defense corner of Green Bay, his answer would be to play uh, play dime and bring six defensive backs on the field. But, you know, they, there's the, – these linebackers for the Packers, It's 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 been a struggle for them. It really has. Next question here from John. Brian, which player is more important to have a good game on Sunday? So if you can pick one of these guys and guarantee a good game from on Sunday – Jordan Lewis against the uh, Packers passing game or Damone Clark against the run? I think I need Damone Clark to play well. I think game. if you get Damone Clark to play like, like he, he has or yeah. better yeah. against the Commanders, I think Dallas's defense becomes much better Absolutely. and much yeah. more difficult to attack yeah. in a lot of ways. And Damone Clark, I think a lot of what Damone Clark's issues have been, he's he's an incredibly fast player. When he wants to be, I think he's very physical. Uh, the, the issue with him is just he – He'll step in the wrong gap. He just reads it wrong. He doesn't see it right a lot. And Brian, in, in your experience, when you watch young players doing that, is that something that comes with time, or is that something that, like, generally, if you see the first couple of years, 
a guy just doesn't see it right, then he probably just has bad eyes. No, is, I that, think that, is that a yeah, case where DeMond Clark can improve that? Yeah, I think he can. I think th- this is where he misses a Leighton Van Der Esch or somebody like that that could kind of help him see. But what they've done is, if we've noticed, they've put Micah Parsons, they've run some scheme where Micah Parsons is like one or two yards off the ball playing like as a Mike linebacker, but stacking Clark behind him and then allowing Clark to run. So, like, he's not having to deal with any blockers or anything like that. Micah, the defensive line, is taking on blocks, and Clark's been able to kind of run a little bit more. So anything to back him up and then let him go to the ball, I think, is probably right now. He, he's, going to be, he's going to be a better player. He's, I mean, that injury was – hell, I didn't, we, none of us thought he was going to play last year. Uh, he loses Van Der Esch, and now he's kind of, kind of figuring out things on his own. But, man, maybe the light bulb came on for him uh, last week against the Commanders. And then uh, last question here from Sam Hooper. Again, guys, not we're not even going to focus on the McClay angle of this. We're talking about <laughs> highlighting some people behind him. If Will McClay were to leave, any guesses as to who would be elevated? Do you think they'd go outside the building, or do you think they'd try and elevate somebody? I, I, I'm guessing that the immediate names that spring to mind to me would probably be Mitch LaPointe. Would get a a look as would Chris Vaughn because those are that's your director of college scouting that's your assistant director of college scouting. Um, they've got a couple of national scouts there, Klein Kubiak who who's done some stuff for them. They, they've got uh, Ross Winchy, another national scout. So those are some of the higher ups there. They, I mean, I don't know. Could they go more on the pro side? Could they go Alex Loomis? Could, Alex, could they go Loomis Terry Gray? Alex Loomis, I think, would be really good. And I'll tell you why I I would take a look at Alex Loomis first. Not because he's an LSU guy, you know. Related course, to Mickey Loomis, be the number one reason why. This is where Will McClay thrives. Will McClay will go on the road, but he goes on the road to work out. What does Will McClay do at home? Watches a ton of pro tape. Always watching the opponents. Will's number one responsibility is to build a team that can win the division. Check. Next one is though. You know, how do you, what's going to happen in free agency? That's where you spend all your money. That's where all of a sudden you're, you know, you can make mistakes. Will does a good job of letting the scouts scout on the road, the college guys, they do a good job of bringing all the information back. If you know the league, if you know the entire league and who's playing at all the places, you could be, you could do some serious damage in a good way to help your department. Alex Loomis, to me, would be a guy I'd absolutely consider because Alex knows the league. He's very well respected uh, in that in that group, and uh, he does a hell of a job. So I would look at the pro guys before I would look at the college guys. Which, by the way, to that point, uh, because it is a, a unique title, so I don't know all, all the time if people understand what it means, Klein Kubiak, for instance, his title is National Scout and Special Projects. So that Special Projects umbrella, Kubiak is kind of unique in that he does scouting stuff, but he also does pro side work. There you go. And so, so if the, you know the, both. I think if you can know I, I, both, I, great. Yeah, I, I think that the, those are some of the names that I think would stand out to the Cowboys. This is latest guys. Now, obviously, if Will McClay left, within. they are really big when it comes yes. to their scouting department. They're really big within their scouting department. Yeah, I mean, honestly, over the last decade, I'm trying to think outside hires Lionel Vital, who I, I don't Vital, know. Lionel Vital, yeah. I don't even know that they would. I think if you asked that front office just for an, a moment of honesty, like, do you think that hire worked out? I think they'd say no. 
I love um, Lionel. Lionel and I worked together in NFL Europe. We came into scouting exactly the same time in 1990. Lionel went on. He did, you know, in New England. He's, you know, he's been in some really, he was really in good Atlanta. programs. Yeah. But, but you know, the, it, that was one of those ones where, you know, I'm sure people in the building were going, why do we do this? You know, and I'm sure. Square peg ground hole. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, 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 a, I think it was a fit issue in a lot of ways. I don't, yeah. I don't think it was any sort of indictment. Yeah. It was just a fit issue. But yeah. those are a lot of the guys that I think would get some discussion there. And also, like we say, if Will McClay were to leave, some of those guys might well, go right. with Will McClay, or they might just say, okay, well, now that Will's gone, I, I, I'd like to explore something else. And, yeah. and so they might still have some departures. Let me ask that. you something real quick, Bob, before we get out of here, though. Yep. I kind of feel like I'm throwing this out there. I'm trying not to be reckless. I think that if Dan Quinn got a job and it was one of these jobs where their general manager was open, mm-hmm. I think that maybe that would be something that would be interesting to Will, that it, it's him and sure. Dan Quinn. Him and Dan Quinn, not a, you know, but if, if Will is going to leave, I think he would want to go and work for a guy like, or work with a guy like Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has a, a unique level of respect that I, within the organization that I don't know is common in a lot of organizations because we, we've talked about this before. In, in organizational structure, a lot of ways, ownership has their ideals. Yeah. The personnel department has their ideals. Players have their ideals. Coaches have their, and they all have their own interests that they're, they're trying to fight for and look for. So it naturally creates some clickiness or at times, even though you're all working towards the same goal, there's a lot of times like, okay, but we got to look out for our interests in our side of the building. So that can create some natural tension there. Dan Quinn has done a great job of he knocks down those walls. All of the players buy into Dan Quinn. Personnel department buys into Dan Quinn. Ownership. Everybody feels like it's a common goal. And so that's, I I imagine that's something that Will McClay has seen. And I would guess he's taken notice of, of, hey, this is somebody that's unique. There, that, if, that you can if, really if do something. That, I think that would be the one way that Will would leave. That's probably the only way right now. That does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, uh, we will have a, another home playoff game to preview for you next week. Hopefully, because if I could, if, if, if I'm able to drive home on the ice, Brian, it's going to ice up. Apparently, ERCOT, all of our power is going to go out in Texas. Feats of strength, Bobby. Feats of strength. We're gonna we're gonna be doing the next podcast after ERCOT. The grid shuts down, Brian. We're gonna be doing it by tin cans and strings by candlelight. That's gonna be our next podcast. But we'll be here to preview it. I have confidence we're going to preview a divisional round game, Brian. That's what I think is going to happen. I like what you're saying, Bobby. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We'll talk to you guys again later.